Well, we have a special treat today, something that we have not ever done the way we're going to do it today. Um, We actually have a Mission Sunday, and so uh, you're going to be hearing from Pastor Dennis, who's going to be out here in a moment, who's our missions pastor. You'll be hearing from Pastor Rob, my associate, be hearing from Pastor Pat, who uh, travels all over the world doing construction projects, and we want to fill you in because... The Great Commission is not a great suggestion. It's actually a command. And so when Jesus left the earth and he went to heaven, the last words that he spoke to the disciples, they're in Matthew 28 and specifically verses 18 and 19, the last words that he said were that to the disciples that they should go, and the emphasis is not so much on the going, but what follows it. And it's an imperative command. Go into all the nations or all the world and make disciples. We have been called as a church to tithe back to this world. And I believe a healthy church does exactly that. That we look at the world as not just a mission field, but as the opportunity to stretch out the tent stakes of this ministry to where those who do not yet know him have the opportunity to come to know him. And and as you get to watch some video today, as you get to hear from some of the rest of the pastors about how the mission field has affected their lives, I pray that you are challenged. I pray that you are encouraged. I want to say thank you because for the first time in this church's history, we actually did officially tithe back to the mission field. We spent more than a tenth of our budget last year on missions. We're currently in 14 different countries. Uh, We we have missionaries all over the world. Uh, We have more than 60 of them now uh, that are in the field every single day, pastoring churches, parachurch ministries that we support. And so I pray that you are blessed. And with that, here comes Pastor Dennis. Awesome. Carrie Chapel South, are you ready? Let's do this. I'll stand real quick. Awesome. Got some words up there. So how many of you know what I'm going to do? Go tell it. Who's ready to go tell it? Anyone? All right. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, go tell it on the mountain to the lost. Okay. Go tell it on the over the in. Okay. He's got some hand motions real quick. Let me see your mountains. Show me a mountain. Good. Show me some hills. Show me everywhere. You got to get ready. One, two, three. Go tell it on the over the in. Amen. Give someone a high five. Say good job. We are so excited. Don't have a seat yet. Don't have a seat yet. Don't have a seat yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. So welcome. My name is Dennis, and you'll be flying Eternity Airlines this morning. And we're excited to see what God has for each and every single one of you here today. Allow me to invite you to join us. So if you're ready, y'all ready for this? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome on board. Welcome to Eternity Airlines. If you have not taken a seat, please do so. <laughs> Take your seat, fasten your seatbelt, make sure your seat is in the upright position, trays also up, and also with that, we want to keep you in mind to watch this video and get ready to be on mission. You guys ready to do this? Watch this video. 
Going on a missions trip has shown me how great the need is. When you're serving the Lord, you're doing that for his purpose. And when you look up and you see the smile on that child's face, the blessing came from God. It didn't come out of you deciding that you're going to go and do that. But you made yourself available to where the spirit leads as the spirit leads. Honestly, I've come to a place where even in doing ministry, I know that I'm just so unqualified in so many ways, but I know that if God's calling me to do it, then He's going to work it out. One of the reasons God wanted me out there was not me for them, but them for, for myself. In whichever way you decide whether you want to go or to support or pray for the missionaries, you will be the one who will be blessed. We think that we're out there, we're going to bless these people or we're going to support this missionary. But in the whole process of it, it's us who are being blessed by the Lord. Lights up. My own bunta, gates and cuyas. Now, check out Pastor Dennis. Does he look good or what? It looks like he's from the Philippine Airlines. Second, serious, Second Chronicles 16, real quick. I'm supposed to be done by 9.35, so <laughs> good luck. Seriously, though, this whole day is about you guys, about God speaking and ministering to your hearts. And I've had the privilege and the blessing to be able to go. And I'm so thankful for Pastor Jeff and for Dennis. His unswerving, just love and passion for missions. And God bringing Pastor Jeff just in the nick of time to come and to be uh, one with such a heart for missions and to give me the actual opportunity to go not once, not twice, not three times, four times in three years to the Philippines. Second Chronicles 16.9, my first Sunday night there in the Philippines. It's about 7.30. We're in Calvary Chapel, Ken Laon. Now, this is a church that we support right now. And it has been an exhausting day. We started at 2 o'clock, thanks to Pastor Dennis, on the road by 3, four and a half hour drive from Dumaguete all the way to Ken Laon City. We do the church service there. We do worship. We have lunch. I have my first pig in a platter. For you, that's called lechon. Had that. Then we do an outreach to a community in the neighborhood there that's just amazing. We get back, we get refreshed a little bit, we go back to the church. It's about, I don't know, 5.30 or so. He's going there because he was there. And we have food, we have fellowship, we have testimonies, and then we begin to worship. And while we are worshiping, the Lord gives me this scripture. I kid you not. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. Exhausted, just 
amazed at what God is doing, and yet, here we are, we're in this 20 by 40 cement building with corrugated tin roof, and we're praising God, ragtag sound system, the roof is being lifted off, and God speaks and says, see, I'm not just at South Bay where you got everything. I'm not just in California. I'm not just in the United States. Here you are. You're out on an island, one of 7,000 in the Philippines. You're out on this island. You're in the middle of nowhere. Canleon City. Anybody know where that's at? (laughs) Try to find it on the map. It's at the base of Mount Canleon, which is an active volcano. That's kind of cool about it. But we're in the middle of nowhere. And God so speaks to me and says, see, my spirit is moving everywhere, Rob. Not just where you're at. Right here in this family, this little small community of this church in Canaleon City. And my heart was so lifted up. It was one of the most incredible worship times I've ever had. Been on staff now two months short of 25 years as a pastor. And I got to tell you, this is for you all. God is searching right now. That's the sound of God searching. It's quiet. He's searching right now. But I got to tell you, in 25 years of ministry as a pastor, I've done pretty much any type of ministry imaginable, I want to tell you folks, there is nothing like being out on the mission field. Nothing. Bar none. Men's retreats with bacon come pretty close. <laughs> Baptisms, seriously. And, and our encouragement to you is that you would answer this call. It's time, folks, to exercise your faith. I'm one minute over, so I'm doing all right. Exercise your faith. It's time for you to step out of the boat. Think about Peter. When Jesus was walking on the water to him, Peter says, is that you, Lord? If so, tell me to come. He's calling you to come. Jesus says, come on out. Peter takes that step. He actually walks on water. One of only two in history. Just think if Peter had not stepped out of that boat. Are you going to step out of the boat? Or are you going to look back 30 years, 10 years, whatever, at the end of your Christian life and look back and go, was that all my... Christian, my Christianity was supposed to be? Or are you going to be able to look back and even like Peter, maybe hanging out with disciples going, man, was that crazy or what? Peter, you actually walked on water. Yeah, but you've sunk too though, but no, 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 no. (laughs) That's the disciples, you know, doing it. He actually, he stepped out. It's time for you to step out. It's time for you to go tell it, hear the call, get over to the uh, airline terminal and see what God's going to do. Amen. 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 Thanks, Pastor Rob. You know, the theme for Mission Sunday is to be on mission. That all of us, God has called us to do something great for him. My encouragement to you today is just do something. Do something for the Lord that's great. And the great thing is it's in his eyes those things are great. And so this morning we know, as Pastor Jeff mentioned, Matthew chapter 28, that's where it stems from. And the crazy thing is missions doesn't have to look like how it does for me, for Pastor Jeff. For Pastor Rob, missions is what you make of it. And so we're excited to see what God's going to do. I want to share with you three ways to be involved. Uh, this is the body of Christ, amen? There's one body but many parts. I want you to look around. Look at all the different parts. Shapes, sizes, colors, curly, straight, right? All shapes and sizes here at Cowie Chapel South Bay. And we want to give you a clear picture of what you can do. There's three things. Everyone put up three, three, three. Can you read them for me? It's what? A little more enthusiasm. One, two, three. Pray. Can you do the hand motions? Ready. Pray. Send. Go. Okay. So these are three ways that you can be involved. The first one is to pray. How many here can pray? 
All y'all are enlisted to the missions ministry. Amen. So what does that mean that all of us can pray? One of the great testimonies that we've heard is one of our missionaries came back home just recently, and she came to our missions prayer team, and she is in an undisclosed area, but she said, I, when I was there going through the toughest moment, I sensed the presence of God because the saints here at Calvary Chapel South Bay were praying. And she was in tears, just in a sense sharing that. A.B. Simpson says, prayer is the, the, the engine for missionary work. Prayer and missions go hand in hand. So maybe you can't send and maybe you can't go, but you can pray. Amen? So we want to invite you to go by the fellowship hall, which is we're going to call it our airport terminal, and you'll see when you get there. Stop by the missions table, the missions prayer table, and find out ways in which you can pray for our missionaries. The second way is to serve as senders. Each of you got that can send people on a mission trip. So I want to thank each and every single one of you. So I'm going to try this out here. Muchas gracias, mi hermanos y hermanas. Marang salamat po. Gracias. Toda, abrigado, whatever language you speak, thank you. Thank you for supporting Cowie Chapel South Bay. Over the past year, 2017, we sent out over 140 people from the church on over 15 mission trips. And as Pastor Jeff mentioned, countless people. Thank you so much for providing. Your little donation that you might think is little helped clothe and feed a child in the Philippines. Your donation helped encourage and teach the refugees at a refugee camp in Uganda. This is what you did. And one way you can invest in this next generation. How many of you guys know, how many are ready for heaven? You're all ready for heaven, right? Well, there's some young people up in the house of God right now. And it's our job as the older generation to send them out. So you have one great opportunity to do that. This year, we are sending a youth ministry mission team to Peru led by Pastor Jimmy and Pastor Brandon. And I want to encourage you, I want to exhort you. Most of these young people don't have the resources and the finances, but guess who does? If you want to send some people out, send the young people. Their lives will be radically changed as a result. If that's something you like to do, stop by the Peru table. And the third way is, anyone here have a smartphone? Show me your smartphone. Yes, yes, yes. Let me see it, let me see it, let me see it. Okay, so... In the fellowship hall, we have this map of our missionaries all around the world. If you have a QR code scanner, and you're like, what's a QR, QT, what is that, you know? It's a quick response. And you, what you do, you'll scan these little barcodes. And if you scan where the missionary is, it's going to take you to a website where you can send an email to a missionary right there on the spot. Whoa, I know, this is high tech for me, too. But also at the very bottom is a little barcode that you can scan, and actually you can sign up to be involved in any of the mission activities here at Cowie Chapel South Bay. You might say, what's a QR code? Well, guess what? We got some nice, friendly airline attendants there to help you download this QR code so you don't have to fret. So we're excited to do that. One of the other ways is that we just don't go tell it. We go build it. So... Uh, over the past years, we've been to Ireland, El Salvador, Peru, all these various places. Recently, Haiti, and even Pastor Pat just got back from Peru. So he's going to come and share what God is doing in the area of construction. Amen. Amen, guys. Another aspect of going to all the world and making disciples is coming alongside in a little bit more of a personal, a little bit more of a practical way. Jesus said there in Luke chapter 12, he said, To whom much is given, 
Much is required. You know, in the third world, most people make about $2 a day. $2 a day. And compared to them, people, we have been given much. And I love the fact that our pastor realizes we've been given much. And because we've been given much, we're required to go out and to give as well. You know, there in the book of Exodus chapter 28... Um, the, the, the Bible paints a little picture of what I would like to share. So Exodus chapter 28, I'm going to read that verse. Exodus 28, and it says in verse 2, it says, And you shall make holy garments for Aaron your brother, for glory and for beauty, so you shall speak to all who are gifted artisans, whom I, this is God speaking, have filled with the spirit of wisdom that they may consecrate him, they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him that he may minister to me as a priest. And then over in chapter 36 of the same book of Exodus, in verse 2 it says, And Moses called Beelza and Aholiab and every gifted artesian in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom everyone whose heart was stirred to come and to do the work. And what I love about this picture that is painted there in the scripture is God calls Moses and Aaron to go out and to do this work, but he doesn't completely gift them to do all the work. He puts within the hearts of men and women a spirit that will come alongside of Moses and Aaron, and they are gifted to come alongside to do the work that Moses and Aaron, in a sense, couldn't do but them coming alongside helps Moses and Aaron to accomplish the purpose that God sent them out to do and again for each and every one of us because I believe that the spirit of God is moving in this place in hearts and lives of men and women that God is calling you he is stirring your heart and again whether it's coming alongside Pastor Jess over in Ireland Pastor Juan down in Cajabamba Pastor John in Cajamarca coming up alongside of Pastor uh, Seraphim over in Haiti, wherever it is, Pastor Jose down in Michoacan, wherever it is that we would come, come alongside, God is calling us to come and to help them accomplish the work that maybe they can't do. You know, I just got back from Peru last week and we were down there and they told us that what we accomplished in a week would have taken them months to do because God had stirred our hearts. We go down and we help them out to be able to accomplish the work that they may, in a sense, make garments of, of for glory and for beauty, doing that work that God has called us to do. And really, that is our prayer, as God would stir our hearts that we would say, here I am, Lord, send me. And again, I love that fact, because again, you know, these pastors that are out there, they, they can't complete all the work that God has called them to do. But God stirs our hearts and allows us to come alongside to encourage them to be able to do that work that allow them to do what God has called them to do. So encourage you guys, if God is stirring your heart, if the spirit is moving, man, here I am. Send me, Lord. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Pastor Pat. So you see there's a lot of ways. So maybe you have some skills in construction. There is a go build it table there. Just look for the hard hats that say got Jesus on there. Sign up with your skills and all the things that you're doing. So not only are we encouraged to pray, not only encouraged to send, but maybe this morning God's saying go. Go somewhere. Go around the block or around the world. 
across the street or across the globe, but go and make disciples of all nations. And so with that in mind, we're excited to see what God wants to do in our backyard borders and beyond. As I mentioned, you know, Eternity Airlines, what's your destination? Where are you going? Where are you headed? And so we want to encourage you. It's not just about the going, but I'll tell you this. I think you heard in the video, it's, it's so much what the work does God, God does in you and then through you. It's got to happen to you first. And so with that, we just want to encourage you. Here are some upcoming trips that we have for 2018. We have our backyard, Mexico, Peru, El Salvador, Uganda, and the Philippines. This is where God has taken us this year to continue to disciple, continue to be a blessing. So you might be saying, well, I don't have the time to go halfway around the world. I'm so glad you asked. Do you have time to be in your backyard? Acts 1.8 says, go into all the world, right, to be witnesses to me in Jerusalem at home. Next Sunday, we have our first backyard meeting. It's one weekend that you can take to make an impact in our community. But I have another thing. You might say, well, I don't have a weekend. I'm so glad you asked again. Do you have a Sunday afternoon? Yes. The answer is yes. Well, guess what? We have our first outreach for the year. It's called God Loves My City Outreach, and I want you to save the date. What does that date say? Sunday. I've given you plenty of time. I'm one month. I want you to see you in the overflow room, and, and we're going to go out in the community and just be Jesus. Does the South Bay need Jesus? Right? Does your city need Jesus? Guess who's going to tell them about Jesus? Now you hesitate. Turn to person next to you. you. You're going to tell them about Jesus. Tell them that. I'm not, right? <laughs> awesome. Well, now that you've taken this amazing journey, I want to encourage you. You heard a whole lot of information right now, so we want to encourage you to email us our admissions uh, email address, but also we're on Instagram now. So follow us. Follow us and see what's going on in the mission field, in our backyard, borders, and beyond. And so I have some final instructions for you. Are you ready? As you exit the, uh, the main building, you're going to receive a boarding pass. Once you receive this boarding pass, you're going to take it to our airport terminal. There at the various tables, you're going to receive a stamp that has a special message for you. And so we're excited. So that's our Missions Open House. And guess what? My favorite part, there's an international dessert buffet. Ooh. I know it's kind of early for dessert, but it's Sunday. Why not, right? So, so lastly, as we prepare to land, for your safety and comfort, please remain seated until the captain, Pastor Jeff, uh, dismisses you from the building. On behalf of Eternity Airlines and the entire staff and crew, we want to thank you for your time, for being here, and we ask that you join us once again on a future flight. Be sure to stop by the Missions Open House and have a blessed day. Have a great time. Amen. Amen. You know, church can be fun. It, it really can. I, I, you know, as I was sitting there watching your responses to much of what's going on, the important part in all of this is that each one of us do what God's called us to do. And, and I want to be very careful. No one in here should feel condemned about any part of maybe not feeling like you've been called to a specific part of this, but there is one thing that all of us can do, and Pastor Dennis said that, and that's pray. We need to be prayer warriors. The world needs to be reached with the good news of the gospel, and that really is the focus. And to that end, I would share with you that uh, myself, Connie, uh, Pastor Brandon, and Becca are all heading to Peru again tomorrow. 
I'm actually teaching at a pastor's conference down there. Connie's going to be teaching the ladies down there. Uh, we'll be back before next Sunday, though. I think we fly in Saturday night, so we'll see you Sunday morning. Uh, but it, it is imperative that you do engage in, in warfare in, in the realm of prayer. So please do keep the teams lifted up in prayer. We have all kinds of information for you uh, back during the departure lounge. And I want to share a couple of things with you uh, as, as we close before I dismiss you to take off to the terminal. When you think about missions, I think it's really important to focus in on the one thing that is actually the heart of the command to go. The heart of the command to go is not specifically to simply go see people saved. It's actually to go and make disciples. And the reason that that's important is it's more than seeing people presented the gospel. It is relational. It's to develop relationships. And our missions program here is designed around the concept of making disciples. It's not just simply sending money around the globe. It is to build friendships, relationships. It is to go back and train. It is to equip and encourage. It is to go then and make sure that those that we have led to Christ are healthy. And so we return to the places that we go and plant works in. We go back and make sure that those churches are prospering. We make sure that those pastors are growing. We make sure that there are things that they need and maybe we can help in making sure that those things are done. And so what happens is in relational discipleship is that those ministries begin to organically blossom. And all of a sudden, a ministry that starts in Canaleon spreads to the next city. Uh, a ministry that starts in San Salvador spreads to Sunsal and to La Tunca and to Sushitoto. And one that starts in Michoacan uh, eventually captures all the cities surrounding it. And the whole goal is the relationship that we develop with those that we send is a lifelong relationship. So we have no intention of backing off. We have every intention of doing more. And so as we do that, that does not mean that we'll turn a blind eye to the things here, which is the reason for the backyard trips, which is the reason for the border trips, where we simply go across the border into Mexico. But we want you to be engaged as we're engaging in Africa, we just began to support this month six churches in Uganda. All of them, not one of them, well actually one is older, but not one of them is more than about three years old. And so as we support them and come alongside of them, we're already seeing, they, they want a, a conference there. They want a children's ministry conference. Pastor Steph just came back from El Salvador and they did a children's ministry conference and taught VBS and then went into the, to the mountain regions that border Guatemala and, and are seeing tremendous fruit. And, and the reason that I share these things with you is you are directly involved in what God is doing in all of these countries. You, you by virtue of being engaged here at Calvary Chapel South Bay, are involved in relational ministry. The book of Hosea in chapter 10, verse 12, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, 
It says there in Hosea, speaking towards the end of that book, plant the good seeds of righteousness and you'll harvest a crop of love. When we go with righteousness, when we go to teach God's word, when we go to minister to people in a relational way, we are planting seeds that we believe will result in a harvest of love. Because there's nothing that defines us as God's people like God's love being poured out of us. And so get in touch, get engaged, uh, begin to ask the Lord, is this your year to, to perhaps go? As Jesus was speaking to those who believed in him, uh, remember that, that he said, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. The reason that we focus so much on making sure that the word is taught is because the word is truth, and it's the truth that sets people free. And so as we go, we have very simple mission parameters in that regard. We want to make sure that people first come to know the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We second want to make sure that they grow in their relationship with Jesus. The way we principally do that is to make sure that they are taught God's Word. And then the way that we continue that is to make sure that we are training, we are equipping those whom we have sent. And so you can count on us equipping and you can count on us sending you you can count on this church being a church that is discipleship minded we do it here and we want to do it there and as you now have been charged because that's really what today's about it's to charge you with the command it's to remind you that everyone in this room is supposed to adhere to what we call the Great Commission for your part. doesn't mean you have to go to Africa. It doesn't mean you have to go to Peru. It doesn't mean you have to go to El Salvador. It does not mean you have to go to Haiti. But you do need to pray. And you do need to preach. You do need to reach. And you need to give to that end. And so those things we can do from here even. So please engage as the Lord would call you to get engaged in what God is doing. In, in that great commission, and I want to leave you with just two very simple things. There's really two charges in the great commission. And, and the first one is evangelical. It's to go and make disciples. In other words, there's an evangelical call upon us to make sure that people are presented with the gospel so that they can be saved. That will always be first. So when we go on our missions trip, we're going to preach the gospel, we're going to teach the gospel, we're going to share the gospel, we're going to live the gospel, we're always going to be about the gospel. Because that's the way that people come to faith in Christ, and that's the first step of discipleship. But there's also a pastoral charge in there. Because what Jesus said following that command to go and make disciples was that you should teach them to observe whatever I have commanded you. That is the part that is ongoing still. That's the reason that we continue to support. We don't just fire out a team and we go once or whatever and we come back and say, well, that was great. We want to bear with our brothers and sisters in the field. We want to build buildings for them. We want to make sure that when they have need that their sister church... 
who does have resources can come alongside. And so we want to keep pouring in in that pastoral charge found within the Great Commission. And, and that we will continue to do so long as the Lord leaves us on this earth. And so get ready. It's going to be exciting. Uh, I believe this coming year uh, we'll see things that we have not ever seen as, as a church. Uh, we all believe the same doctrine that comes from the Bible. We, we always trust in each one of us in the same sacrifice. That's Jesus. We, we all have the same Holy Spirit within us. Uh, each one of us is supposed to be an imitator of the one and only Jesus. Amen. And each one of us then is supposed to counsel and send other people in doing the same thing. It's very simple. So let's keep it simple. And let's see what the Lord does with that harvest of love this year in 2018. Would you stand and let's pray together. Father, we thank you for what you have already done. Lord, we thank you for the glorious fruit. Uh, that we saw for your kingdom in 2017. And now as we embark on these journeys in 2018, God, would you move in our midst? Would you cause us to do even greater things than we have ever done? Lord, we ask for great abundance to be poured out, Lord, financially, for those projects that you want to accomplish. Uh, we're not begging, we're just simply asking you, who is Jehovah Jireh, to provide for all these things you know how to do that and so we're just simply asking you to do it lord would you move also to strengthen these feeble hands lord as we travel to these countries where it is painful and it is costly to follow you lord we really don't even know what that's like in america but we have brothers and sisters all over the world who know what it's like to, to have to live out their faith in a very extreme way would we be cups of water on very warm days. God, would you cause us to bless your people wherever they are around the world? And Lord, would you grow us as a church? As we grow in discipleship, would you help us to grow other disciples as well? Father, thank you for this church. Thank you for these, my brothers and sisters, who so generously have given this last year to this end. And we ask that you would return to them tenfold for those, that, those gifts that they have given God, would you fill up the coffers once again so that we can go and be poured out around the world. Lord, bless us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.